Maybe tomorrow. I'm Carl. I'm an alcoholic addict, and my sobriety is. You want know, to say addict again? I, I, you know, I chastised some newcomers the other day, fucking saying the same shit, right? I'm Carl, addict, <laughs> alcoholic. Um, it's again. What is it? Uh, there's like, uh, um, it's like saying I'm a German Shepherd dog. It's like the same fucking thing. Okay, so <laughs> I'm Carl. I am an alcoholic. You know who likes to do drugs. And my sobriety <laughs> is August twenty second, twenty fourteen. I'm Chelsea. I'm an alcoholic, and my sobriety date is February 19th, 2015. This is SoberPod. SoberPod.com. 366 fucking days sober. Yeah. Sober Pod, keep it authentic, no facades. If it's real, then you know it's ours. Welcome. SoberPod is a podcast dedicated to the idea that one addict or alcoholic helping another is crucial to building a life in recovery. Join us on this season as we read from our book, 366 Fucking Days Sober, and as always, stay active, stay sober. (laughs) SoberPod, SoberPod. I just like the way he cusses, you know? Mm-hmm. He just like me. Yeah, he still drops it. So if you if you guys don't know what we're talking about, listen till the very end where we uh, where we play the whole. Not, we just play just like a clip of the intro song uh, in the very beginning, but because it's like a minute long. So, uh, but we can uh, or like a minute and thirty, I think. So you can go back and uh, go to the very end, and you can listen to the to the uh, rap dude uh, uh, rap the entirety of our rap theme song. dude. <laughs> I think they're just called rappers. <laughs> I am a fucking fifty-two-year-old white guy. I have I could call him the rap dude if I want. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, you're more hip than that. <laughs> hey, rap dude, <laughs> rap dude. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, um, I do want to thank uh, friends in recovery. Uh, they are still uh, promoting our podcast. So, um, and the book, you know, all that good stuff. So, please head on over to friends in recovery. And uh, check them out. I think, um, you know, again, as our sister podcast, or is it our stepsister or half sister podcast? What, what <laughs> was, is, it, is our is our stepsister that we like to sleep with? Bounce, 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 um, <laughs> <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, it is. Um, uh, they are doing uh, interviews. They just you know, uh, this Tuesday they'll be interviewing a uh, 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 person who uh, wrote a book. Uh, as well so that's awesome but they actually wrote a real book right like i wrote just like a, <laughs> you a wrote a real book, book. I, I don't feel like it's a real book they actually got it published and everything yeah you know, they got a book published you know so yeah i mm-hmm. mean i guess i could get it published by a publisher but uh either way uh and then um and then don't forget to go back uh to if you're new to recovery and actually this episode is probably good for you but um but if you're new to recovery um uh go back and listen to march 22nd uh, where we covered the book Living Sober, where we listened to the book uh, each chapter and then we discussed it. So it was a, you know, a lot of good, uh, you know, beginnings insights. You know, if you're new to recovery, so by all means, go back to March 22nd and listen to that again. Rising to one of our top, uh, top number one listened to podcasts. So and just to clarify, of 2022. Oh, did I say not 20 this year? Oh, did I say 23? No, you just said March 22nd. Oh, so that old man scenario going on again. See? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chelsea. So what are we doing here? What do we, what do we, what do we got going on? We're reading from, um, the book on September 18th is the day we chose to read. First of all, are you fucking high right now? I just want to know. I just got to know. Are you high right now? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I'm very, very tired. So, no. uh, I woke up high. about, no. <laughs> Nope. No, not again. I'm, I'm crazy enough without <laughs> drugs, so. Oh, shit, right? I was just mm-hmm. well, I was just thinking about that the other day. Yeah, definitely crazy without the, without the drugs. Um, <laughs> it's a lot to manage. It really is. It really mm-hmm. is, if you really think about it. It's like it takes a lot of energy to be sober. More energy than mm-hmm. I thought it would, you know? Really. Yep. Um, I thought, you know, hey, not doing something would not, you know what I mean? Like, that's like a... Be easy, right? Yeah, Like, everything not else something. would be easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the case. All right, so we're going to read uh, from September 18th from 366 fucking days sober. Do you want to read or shall it be me? 
I can read it. Oh, wait, before you begin, I do want to encourage people to buy the fucking book. Okay, buying the book, actually. Uh, uh, this is how you support the podcast. If you buy the book as a part of this podcast. Oh, also, I totally fucking forgot. Like, um, do you want do you want to hear uh, AI read this one? <laughs> sure. I mean, if, <laughs> if I can it's bring kind of creepy. No, I, I, I'll, I'll just let people listen to it. So, um, so if you pay a dollar, you could go um, in... Uh, a uh, dollar per month is what it is. So on each Apple podcast and Spotify podcast, uh, I've set this book up to basically uh, where I'm, uh, I enter in like that day in AI voice. And then I add like little touches to it, basically coming from like an AI perspective, <laughs> like a robot voice personality. And so, um, so I love it. Cause I put in there stuff like, uh, hello, meat puppets or hello, ex party humans. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> like that. So, uh, so I think it's kind of cool, but uh, it's got a, got got a you know a couple of good jokes in there that relate to the reading sometimes. So, um, so I've been uh, doing those. So, if you are so interested in paying like the extra dollar a month to do that, by all means. But if you uh, just want to like you know get it all over with and uh, read it in your own fucking voice, then um, just buy the fucking book. Uh, it's available uh, if you go to silverpod.com and do that. So then you can also read along with us as we do our little podcasts. Make your own fucking notes as we talk. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> All right, yo. Yeah. Study up, kids. <laughs> kids. <laughs> Get your pencils ready, you motherfuckers. All right. Oh, can you, you imagine a teacher saying that to you? <laughs> <laughs> I think I had that said to me. Okay, September 18th. There is no good time to get sober. How often do we put off trying to get sober and say, quote, when my job is better, I will stop then. I am just too busy right now. Or after the holidays, I will stop then, end quote. We put it off and put it off. There is never a good time to change your entire existence. But for some of us, it must be done as soon as possible. For some, it means the difference between life and death. Honest to goodness death and not the kind we exaggerate about, the real kind, the type that the doctor pulls you aside and says, quote, if you continue to drink like this, you will die. And yet they say, tomorrow I will stop tomorrow, doc, end quote. Reflections. Is there a better time to get sober than right now? Daily challenge. Post something on your gr social media that shows gratitude. Well... Fucking gratitude. Fucking gratitude. It's always sneaking in there somehow. God damn it. <laughs> God, you know, I still got to do that again. Okay, so um, the reason I wrote this is because I sat for, uh, well, most of my life, right? But I, um, in the more recent uh, attempts at getting sober before I got sober, it was about two years that I, like, lingered on um, Reddit and uh, that I, you know, I tried you know, when it was convenient <laughs> to get sober and, uh, which it never is, yeah, but never we, in our yeah, mind, yeah. there, like, there's there always is a, a perfect time. There is a perfect, there's a good window for it. Right. You know, it's like, you got, I got nothing coming up. Like there's no like pressurized work scenario or there's no weddings coming around the corner or birthdays or I don't know, you know, whatever. And, um, um, and I tried, I really, in that two years, like, um, you know, uh, I really did try to get sober and that's, I guess maybe that's, it was a good thing that like it happened that way because I got to see like that level of like powerlessness, quote unquote, right? Like I got to see like real time, every time I tried, uh, how much I was failing at fucking getting sober. And I just, you know, and I think that's the thing. It was, it was a hard thing for me to do. It's like, because, um, because, even when I was doing math or even when I was doing, um, you know, when I was drinking heavy, uh, um, you know, in the past, um, like I didn't feel like I was ever, uh, like drinking against my will. I never felt like that until like, right, in that right. last two years that I, that I really tried, you know, that I was like honest and earnest about it. And like, this is like, and again, something I wasn't telling other people necessarily, but I was really trying and that just, it just fucking amazed me, it scared me actually more than anything else. It scared me. And, um, and, but I would do the excuse thing. Like, you know, I would be like, oh, uh, 
like, oh, you know, I just switched jobs or, or, oh, like there's a big project coming up or, you know, now's not a good time to like really be emotionally, you know, <laughs> unstable. <laughs> right? So I need to keep uh-huh. it. <laughs> so, if only we knew how unstable we already were. Right. So, um, but yeah, it just was, it was never a good time and it was never, um, you know, and then. And then the other thing that, like, I wrote this about was is it, one of this is I'm writing this about a, a, a friend John who I um, met in meetings and he had to get a liver transplant and when he when he came in and that kind of stuff and so uh, so that was uh, a little different there to think about like you know he he got you know his m- mother got pulled aside and because she was all hopeful about him getting a liver transplant or something and then. Uh, his mother actually got pulled aside by the doctor and said, look, like he's not going to get a liver transplant if he keeps doing what he's doing. It's like, if, you know, he has no intention to stop drinking. He won't even make the list. Right. Because mm-hmm. he has no intention to stop drinking. And so and then even for me, like I was shitting blood and and I and I would just like look it up on Google and I would be like, oh, it's, you know, it's upper intestinal bleeding more than likely related to my alcohol consumption. And I'm, you know, and at some point I could fucking have a ruptured fucking ulcer and bleed out i was like oh yay and so uh and um but i just refused to like um think like okay now's the time right you know what i mean like i kept i kept putting it off until like it, it, it got, everything kept getting worse and worse and worse and worse but i was just like I'm, i didn't um i was like well just now's not the time now's not the time it's so weird how we hold on to it for so long. And even though it's not serving us, even though it's doing all the damage that it's doing. And yet we still, for some reason, we think that like, that can't be it. That can't be the reason, right? <laughs> that can't be the thing that's going to, yeah, that fucking... makes no sense that yeah. it would be that at all. Yeah. You know, and we're so delusional I mean, in our that minds, we convince yeah. ourselves. Yeah. yeah. So um, what about what you? Was, what... Well, before, before me, like what really was your breaking point, you know, where, um, you kind of bit the bullet and went for it like wholeheartedly. And it so stuck. I, I had been again, uh, you know, the algorithm got me a little bit right about, you know, pulling up all this sobriety related information and shit. So that stuff was streaming through me a little bit. And then, um, and it was like yet, yet another Thursday night where I don't, want to be doing this and 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 i'm doing it and i'm like why am i fucking like i'm just i i remember crying pouring the drink going like i i can't do this anymore i just this is you know like you get sick and tired of being sick and tired kind of stuff and and then when i went to um sit down on my computer it was like uh it was like i I don't know what it was, you know, it's probably a quote or probably some post or something that I read on because I was I was trolled stop drinking and I would read these dudes that were so hopeful, you know, like they were getting 30 days and shit like they're posting their 30 days. I got made it 30 days and I'm like, you know, fuck, I did back then like I, 30 days would be like, wow, like that's fucking intense, like 30 days. I couldn't imagine 30 days. And so uh, so it's probably like that kind of stuff, like feeling hopeful and feeling like miserable at the same time right like reading their successes and going like like i will never be able and i remember so this is the breaking point so the breaking point was this is i i was i was feeling like a miserable fucking father a miserable husband i was feeling like a miserable employee i you know i literally like had nothing going on and um and then i um as the great uh, atheist that I was, I, I started to cry and I and I did that real silent cry because I don't want nobody in the house to know that I'm just fucking like losing it. And um, and then I, I cry out basically silently. But I pray to like, please, God, just like, let me get out of this. Like, it's been a lifetime and I want out. I'm I'm done. I want out. And then um, and, you know, it's. I, I posted a thing on Reddit where I connected with other people, but I didn't know it yet. Um, I, I posted, and then I went and got another drink, and then I didn't even go back to it. Like I just like fucking busted and got another drink. I went to sleep, and I woke up, and um, and there was a uh, uh, about six replies to that post, basically that said like, um, yeah, you know, y- yeah, you're doing some damage, but you're probably doing more damage than you think because I was still minimizing my 
behavior a little bit, even in the post while I was asking for help. I'm literally minimizing my fucking drinking, minimizing my behavior. <laughs> I minimize my past. I read it now and I go, holy shit, he's still lying. That dude who's asking for help is still lying about his consumption. You know what I mean? I'm like, that dude is fucked, right? And, yeah, um, like you're completely anonymous. Like these people don't know you, but still like your pride and your like yep. delusion. You're like, well, this is this is how it is you know but they'll they'll understand my perspective yeah and they yeah. don't need to know the details yeah and, and again it that's just kind of all part of it where it's like you know i'm but you know i i think the weird thing is, is like if you talk to my wife um so it was about a couple of weeks later and she said something along the lines of like because i said like I need to stop, but I need to. I need your help, is what I said. To my wife. To the next day, I said, I need your help, and I, uh, and I need to go get like stuff to help me sleep because I'll know I'll never sleep. So please, like, let's go do that. And like, we bought like melatonin. We bought fucking like sleepy time teas and shit. We like, you know, all the stuff I was reading about, like on you know that that day. But she said basically, like, when we went like to go get all that shit. Uh, a few weeks later, she said, yeah, that day I knew something had changed. Like something changed in you that was like not there before. So was, I was just afraid to say anything, you know. So so that's kind of weird to have my wife say that later, like so soon too. Mm-hmm. Like, like, And then just two weeks later, I'm still sober. And she's like, yeah, I knew that day something changed in you. So that was kind of neat, actually, if you hmm. think about it. What about you? So wh- where was your where was your break? Where did you where did you get broken? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was right around the pelvic before. area. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's hard to say. I I still like when I first got sober and like committed to it, my intentions were to like lose weight, you know, and it was a temporary thing, right? It was it was maybe for like 2 months or something was like my goal. And um you know, I <laughs> keep in mind I was suicidal also, you know, but it it was to lose weight because if I looked better, I would feel better. Right. So, um, I guess, uh, one thing that was kind of my breaking point was I was like, okay, well I'm going to get through my birthday. Right. Because that, that wouldn't be a good day to get sober. No, it's terrible. <laughs> terrible. Time. You know, I, I got to celebrate on my birthday. Um, and so then, uh, I was like, okay, the day after my birthday, I'm not going to drink like no, no alcohol. And then I get home from work and there's still like a bottle of white wine left open. And I'm like, well, it's going to go bad. (laughs) So, um, I was like, you know, it's, it's not a big deal. Like I'll just, I'll just, uh, you know, finish off the bottle and then I'll, then I'll start again. You know, I'll try again tomorrow. And, um, so the following morning, uh, the 19th, of February, I woke up and I was so ashamed and I was just like, God damn it. Like, how do I not have the self-control when I said that I was stopping that I didn't stop? You know, it was just like, I couldn't control myself. Like I had to finish off the bottle because Mm -hmm. it was there. Um, and I was just, I remember being so down and already like, you know, feeling like I, I wanted to die. And then I'm like, well, great. Now I can't even, do this and then I'm not going to lose weight and then I'm not going to feel good again. So, um, I was so mad at myself that I, uh, somehow committed to it and just like, you know, grit my teeth and went through it white knuckling. And it was painful because the next few days I realized like, shit, I actually have a problem because I can't stop thinking about alcohol Normal people who don't have a problem probably don't think about alcohol 24 hours a day um, <laughs> just because they're not having it. And, and that's when I started realizing, okay, this is more than just like me taking a break. This was like me, you know, kind of justifying like my real reason because I didn't want to cut myself off forever because that was scary thinking that, Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I'm never going to be able to drink again. Um, because when that realization hit, you know, it, it's not helpful to think that way. At least it wasn't for me. And, um, thinking about like never again, like the rest of your life is, is daunting. Um, so I would have to really like 
get back to like, okay, well, this is today. This is the 24 hours that I'm not drinking. And tomorrow I can make another choice, you know, but today I'm not drinking. Um, so, so that's kind of, uh, where, where my head was at and it was really hard. And, um, I, by the grace of God, I did it. Honestly, I don't know how I got through it, but, um, it, it was always tomorrow. And I, I like to think, um, you know, I, I was pretty silent about it. Like you were, um, I didn't want to tell people because then again, I would be held accountable Mm. and, people would know like, oh, you have a problem. So if I drank again, then I, you know, I'd feel ashamed because people knew. Uh, so I was very quiet about it for a while. Even like my partner, I, I just told him, yeah, I'm taking a break to lose some weight. Um, because he was my drinking buddy and I didn't want to not be able to drink with him. Um, so, so yeah, it's kind of, it's an interesting, like, I feel like my story is a little bit different because I didn't have this incredible, like, downfall, like, losing everything. And I think that was part of my denial is I hadn't lost, like, a lot of major things. I still had a job, still had a car, family. Still pretty but, good times. I mean, like, you know, yeah, right? Because, like, like yeah. you still have all those things and there's no reason to quit. <laughs> yeah. But my my sanity was, like, the biggest thing that I was... uh struggling with, you know, like I didn't want to be alive and, mm-hmm. um, not being able to stop drinking, just kind of reaffirmed like you're a piece of shit, you know, you, you can't even do this, uh, you know, and, and I was like, you know, it's just kind of this vicious cycle of like, you're trying to help yourself, but you feel like you're not good enough or you can't, you can't actually succeed. Um, and the one thing that really, um, I think, well, one thing that really affected me was I saw a, a girl I went to high school with. She posted probably like, I don't know, six months before on like Facebook or something that she had been sober a year and like how her life had changed. And I was just so curious and I was like, you know, this person, like she's my age, like she seems to have it all together. Yet she got sober because she recognized she had a problem with alcohol and look at like all the beautiful things that have come from her being sober. And so, uh, that, that inspired me and that Mm -hmm. gave me a little bit of hope. Um, and that's something that still sticks in my mind. You know, that particular person has kind of come in and out of sobriety, uh, but you know, maybe she doesn't have, uh, the condition quite as bad as I do, <laughs> you know, but you know, it was just enough to see someone being so vulnerable on social media to, uh, kind of help me feel like, okay, I can do this too, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I, uh, you know, just because it's difficult and problematic for me doesn't mean that, uh, I can't do it. So, so what do you think were your biggest barriers to actually then, um, I guess here's the thing. So you decided, huh? Like you, you had that, like, I'm going to do this kind of thing, right? I mean, I was literally just praying like, God, I hope I could do this tomorrow. <laughs> you know, like, please let me do this tomorrow. Like I'm dying. Like, you know what I mean? So I didn't know for sure. Again, I had already, um, I had already tried to do the, uh, you put X's on calendars and like, okay, this will be a good time, you know, between here and here. And, and I would last three days and like five days was my, my record in two years. I had five days sober in a row in five years. And that just seems like, you know, um, or sorry in, yeah, in two years, sorry. So I had five days sober in two years. Um, it just was like, um, it, it, it got tiring trying, right? I got tired of fucking trying because it was just like, I know what I'm going to end up doing. So fuck it. And then that's kind of the thing. That's probably where I was at that night too. Right. Cause I was like, Oh yo, here I am wanting to try again. And I fucking, and I can't do it anymore. I can't fucking try anymore. Cause it's just, it's over. Right. And I don't know how to, I don't know where to begin. God help me. <laughs> right. So it get hard to think about as an atheist. You're like, okay, there's only one person to turn to. <laughs> you know what i mean it was it was really strange it really was to be honest like it's like because i sit there i just you know um so uh, so i as i say to people like yeah yeah i probably was not an atheist 
uh, truly, right? I was probably more agnostic than anything else. Uh, but, you know, leaning towards the atheist spectrum, I guess. So, um, so then, uh, so as you made the decision, right, you were able to make the decision, like, did you, like, pick a day or how did it work? Did it just kind of happen? What what happened? Well, like I said, I the plan was, like, the day after my birthday, I was going to be dry, right? And that didn't work. And then the next day I was so ashamed and so like mad at myself that I was like, okay, like if you don't have a problem with alcohol, then you have to stop today. Like you cannot drink tonight when you come home. Like, uh, and for some reason it, I was able to do it now. Um, and that was another thing that led to my denial. I was like, oh, well I was able to make the decision and stop. Right. Um, and that's, that's not, I don't know, a common theme that I've seen. People typically can't just like say, okay, here's the day and I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to have yeah. anything. And so me being able to do that, I was like, oh, well I have some self-control, you know, but then I obsessed about it all day. Yeah. And I well, realized. Well, at least you got to acknowledge that too, because that's, that for me, that was the thing, like in my early drinking and it even talks about it in like the big book, like at some point we feel like, you know, we, um, you know, we can stop, right? Like at some point mm-hmm. we do actually. And, but at some point we cross the line and I feel like I crossed the line where, but again, you get, at least get to acknowledge the fact that you like, or at least understood the disease enough to know about the obsession, right? That, Oh my yeah. God, like I'm totally obsessing. So therefore that means that it might be a deeper problem here than I've been, you know, let, you know, leading myself to believe. Right. Yeah. So, and so I'm that, grateful that I, I, you know, figured that out early on because it would only have gotten worse. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I would have started to lose things like everything would start to deteriorate, whether it took, you know, a week or it took a year or 10 years. Like at some point it was going to get much worse. And I remember, um, I remember at my job when I was working at a rehab, we had a, a gal there that I'd have to take her to a clinic Um, she had liver failure and her belly was just completely distended full with fluid. And I'd have to take her to this clinic where they would like once or twice a week, poke a hole in her stomach and drain Mm -hmm. her out. And, you know, she had jaundice and she was drinking this nasty stuff called lactulose, um, and it was just like, oh, well, I'm not that person, you know, I'm not Mm -hmm. there, but you know, how long did I want to continue before I got there? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so again, you know, feeding that denial, like you're, you know, you're not, you know, that bad. Like you just need to take a break. No, and, that's, <laughs> there's, there's the attitude of it's not going to happen to me. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it was, oh, it's just not going to happen to me. Like, I'm, you know, I am, it's just not me. Right. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, um, but you know, it, it, even as I sit there in shit blood, uh, I literally think to myself like, well, that's just, that's just that. It's just a hemorrhoid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, by the color of it, I knew exactly where it was. So, mm-hmm. uh, but that's the thing is, um, that's the, the, the stuff. It's like you, you, you can literally say to yourself, that's why I say like at the end of that reading, it's like to be the dude that the doctor says, like, you know, if you drink again, you will die. And I've heard so many stories of people who have drank again after getting that warning and they, it just does not fucking, it just doesn't sink in because it's just, there's no way, because again, all the denial and confusion around that shit and all the, um, again, the, the not me's and the not yet's and all that stuff, you know, it's like the brain is a fucking, it's a, it's a, you know, we don't need virtual reality, to be honest. We don't need augmented reality. We fucking live it every goddamn day. Our brains are literally fucking creating its own reality all the fucking time. And so when it comes down to that shit, it's like I literally would be like, you know, I would look that stuff up on Google and be like, oh, I'm shitting my pants and uh, you know, I'm shitting blood. And I'm like, and it would say exactly what, you know, because of your alcohol consumption, this, that, and this, and the other. And I would be like, well, but, you know, my stomach stops hurting when I drink, so... <laughs> Couldn't be that. It's not that. It's not that. I mean, when I drink, my stomach stops hurting, right? Well, of course, because it numbs it out because it's fucking Mm -hmm. alcohol, right? And I didn't, but at the same time, then it hurts it, right? And I didn't fucking get the, to me, it was like, oh, I'm fixing it, you know? So I'll just keep drinking and it'll, that'll be good, 
right? But how fucking weird that we can create this little twist of like the brain in order to justify our bullshit to move on and to do whatever. So yeah, when we say like there's never a good time to get something, there really isn't. There just fucking is never a good time. It just it, you know. It, but again, it's like when's the you know. Uh, um, what do they say about uh, eating an elephant, right? You know, uh, how do you eat an elephant? It's, you know, one bite at a time. You know, it's like, but, you know, again, and until you start, you know, you, you, you're not eating the elephant, right? So so that's the idea. There's never a good time to start. And, and even when you do, it's like you got to fucking be consistent with it. You know, you just got to, like, you know, fucking do it one day at a time. So uh, did you, oh, I was going to ask you, uh, talking about one day at a time. You said, like, you thought about quitting forever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm so glad I didn't really think that way when I first came in this last time. I yeah. for whatever reason I just thought I, what I really thought was is that I would get a year, and then I would go back to drinking. That's what my my brain literally said, Carl. If you get a year and and do this, you can go back to drinking. I didn't really tell anybody that shit out loud necessarily, but I really did think it. Even at my mm-hmm. year anniversary my sponsor was giving me my chip i was crying at the fucking front table and uh and i was crying not necessarily because like um like i was oh i'm so ecstatic about getting my first year chip i was crying because i actually got a year and i knew that i had to stay stopped yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> like i was like i fucking i'm like damn it like my my i was crying because i couldn't i knew that i could not pick up a drink successfully and that fucking sucked <laughs> i was just like yeah. was so much fucking Head misery full of AA. yeah right exactly mm-hmm. so um so how did um when you thought about quitting forever like um like what did you do to like deter that thinking like or, or what did you do to, like you said you uh, you went one day at a time kind of stuff but mm-hmm. but what was it like what was the mindset of that because i took me a while yeah i mean i would kind of go in and out of it i had this set in my mind like okay two months i'm gonna be dry for two months and then i can drink because i'm not ready to let go of like alcohol the thing that's helping me feel better you know like first i need to lose some weight and then i can go back to drinking because then i'll be skinny and then i'll have alcohol and all will be right in the world um so i didn't give myself a year i gave myself two months um but you know you're gonna work pretty hard though you know you you (laughs) yeah (laughs) but you know as i was like white knuckling it um and really struggling i decided to go back to a meeting um the same meeting that a friend took me to um and i like totally embarrassed myself because they called on me it was like one of those meetings where they call on you instead of volunteering and i was like oh i'm I'm just here to support i'm i'm not an alcoholic (laughs) and then lo and behold i show up to the same meeting like a, a couple years later but um you know it was just fuck the simple saying one day at a time like I would have to just like repeat that and repeat the serenity prayer and um as time went on the realization came that like okay this is gonna probably have to be a long-term thing and not just two months but I had to just squash any thoughts of forever or you know, like never again, because that wasn't helpful in the moment. Mm -hmm. What was helpful was focusing on 24 hours and the decision I was making right then. And then allowing myself to make that decision again tomorrow. Um, and, and just like leaving it open like that because, you know, nobody's tying me to a chair, like preventing me from Yet. going and getting alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Yet. Yeah. But, um, so I would say like a meeting, meetings helped a lot. And then also, um, you know, just, uh, I, I was really hesitant to tell anyone that I had a problem. So maybe like six months in, I told my mom, I told like, you know, uh, some people close to me and they were like, oh yeah, like that makes sense. Like, you know, we weren't going to say anything, but (laughs) so like getting their support, then I was kind of like, all right, well I'm in deep now. I can't like turn back. I'm going to be held accountable. So, um, I, I guess I encourage people, like if you really are committed and you really want to stop, tell someone about it Mm -hmm. because 
like we can't do this alone like whether it's someone in a meeting like you pick up a sponsor like get a phone number or you tell like your partner or your family member someone who's going to know that way it's not just like you in your mind making up scenarios and excuses for why you know today's not the right day um, because it's never the right day you know like in my mind, I was like, well, I can't take time off of work. I live paycheck to paycheck. You know, um, I, I've got like dogs, like who would take care of the dogs? And like, you know, I, I made up all these excuses, but the who would buy the alcohol? It, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, um, the thing is, even though I worked in treatment and I knew like, okay, well there's FMLA, you can take leave from work legally. They can't fire mm -hmm, you. Mm -hmm. Um, Legally, and, I just want to point that out. Legally, they can't yeah, fire you, mm -hmm. but yeah, but and, they can always find ways to fucking do it. Let's yeah, just be honest. Yeah, too. they can. But you know, it's it's there, and if you've got like a an understanding employer or manager or whatever, then they'll allow you to take time off to get better. Um, and I knew all this shit, but at the same time, I was like, well, I can't. I just, I literally can't. There are too many barriers. Um, and I can do this on my own. And I so wish that I didn't, I wish that mm -hmm. I had, you know, just, you know, been humble enough, put aside my pride and said, okay, I need to do this for me. I need to go to treatment. Yeah. I need to really do some intensive therapy and, and get a, like a clean slate, but no, you know, I, I like to do things the hard way and my <laughs> way. So, <laughs> well, it's also the brain thing that we talk about too. It's like, you know, you just, you, you, you for whatever reason, you know, we, we tend to, we, you know, if we go it alone, isolation or, you know, our independent spirit, whatever it is that you feel that is there. I did the same thing, which is I did. One of the things in my post that I posted on the Reddit was that, uh, um, you know, yeah, I'm, I was distant as a father and I, and I, you know, and I can't take the time out to go get help. Right. Like I literally like, uh, not only am I a fucking terrible father, but I feel that if I go get to treatment, I'll be a worse father for having to go to treatment. Right. It's like, see, cause the, right there is, is the deal is it, it's, it's not only the admission, but the acceptance. Right. It's like, I like, it's a fine fucking little line right there. It's like, because then if I admit it and go to treatment, it's like, I feel like, um, like everybody will know. And then I, and, and now I got to take all this time off and, you know, and I won't be at work and I won't get them, you know, I freelance at the time too, I think at that moment. So, but yeah, I do, I was clicks away from fucking, uh, from joining treatment, right? I was, I was mm -hmm. researching, you know, okay, which one would I go to? Like, I was trying to pick one out, like, you know, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and so, um, and so, I mean, yeah, there's, there, there is all that, that stuff in there, but, you know, for me, it was like, um, yeah, I, I didn't want to, uh, um, I didn't want to spend the time to go to treatment and also because I've been to treatment before too. And I think that that's a thing that stopped me a lot, which is like, Oh yeah, I, I always did, felt like I did that. I did it, but I didn't, mm -hmm. I, I didn't do any of it. You shit. were just there, but you I weren't was, like <laughs> participating. Yeah. I took a shower there. I shit there. I ate there. I may have, you know, uh, you know, uh, had a few girls in my bed when I was there, but I did not. <laughs> fucking do like the thing right i just was there so again that's the other thing is like so you know as we as there's no time you know um you know we talk about there's never a good time you know but if you're gonna do it do it right right if you're gonna do it put your you know give it the fucking college try that's the one thing that really turned me this time is like within that year that i said i was like that was the thing is like i was gonna one i was either gonna prove it wrong or <laughs> Right, like this <laughs> shit doesn't work, you know, or um, or I was, was going to get so much benefit out of it that like I just you know what I mean. So I went into it like doing everything that I was told to do and full full on into it within that year, and that's like really where I changed because I was like, oh, like like I've been doing this thing and I am changing and I like it, you know, and that mm -hmm. was like a fucking really weird shift for me. Um, so yeah, yeah, let's just say it is possible, you know, because I was, dude, I was a fucking heathen, as you guys can clearly hear. <laughs> yeah, you know, seriously, my thoughts were so distorted and um, just fucking bent that I can't even imagine today. Like when I think about who I was, it literally seems like a separate person to me. It really does feel like a very distant fucking 
person that I feel very sorry for. Like I, I feel sorrow for, not sorry for, but, but feel sorrow for having, oh my gosh, like, could you imagine if, you know, that person would have woke up sooner, right? What that, you know, what that person could have done. So, um, so that's basically it for me is like, I, I'd say to the, to the newcomers and to the new people, um, you know, if you're thinking about it, if you've been wrestling with it, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, you know, like subscribe, and give us your money. Uh, <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, seriously, do like and subscribe. Go back to listen to, um, uh, uh, the new beginnings episode of March, uh, 20, is it 2022? Yeah. Yep. My God. I keep, I want to say 2020 there for a second. Go back to March, 2022 and then listen to new beginnings episode where we, we listen to the book living sober and has a lot of good, like, um, you know, uh, newly sober recovery information. And then again, um, like what Chelsea said, ask for help, right? Like fucking that dude, that was like the one thing that changed me. As soon as I asked, as soon as I opened the door to ask for help and admitted to others that I, I, I may have a problem. <laughs> I wasn't going full on. Might. might have a problem. I'm just dipping my toe. <laughs> but that literally changed my trajectory completely. That's the stuff mm-hmm. that like, because again, that's the, uh, when we say, you know, hire power or hire a therapist, I don't care how you fucking do it. But if you start getting on the path, it's like you need somebody in order to help you navigate this shit. And so um, so for me, uh, you know, uh, I got to access, you know, the pathways to my higher power through other people in recovery. So as soon as I started opening my mind to the idea that I didn't have all the fucking answers and that I didn't know this shit, uh, that because, like, again, I I didn't. <laughs> I fucking had no clue. I've been trying for 42 fucking years. I was done. I was out of fucking options. So I had to start listening to other people. And as soon as I did that, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, these people actually know what they're talking about. And that was hard because, you know, some of these motherfuckers are toothless. They smell like shit. And it's like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> How could you reason. know shit? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm like, fuck. But you know what? Some of these motherfuckers knew exactly what to do. Right. And uh, for as, you know, for as unkept as they were. Uh, you know, I had to start trusting people outside of myself and that was it, man. And man, as soon as I started to do that, like it was so strange that, um, these people who I once had complete contempt for, uh, were literally the ones that were helping me heal not only myself, but my, but my family. Right. So not just my relationship with my family, but my family, right. Like in a whole different way, because you know, all that, the shit they were saying was rubbing off and I was taking that shit home with me and, uh, and I was helping to um, to raise my my daughters in ways that like like I just things things I wouldn't say or do before now I totally say or do and um, you know just even the other day I forget what it was exactly but you know my sponsor John who had died uh, you know he said he told me taught me a lot of shit right and uh, the other day I was saying something to my daughter my youngest daughter and it was totally like one of those things that he would tell me in the past you know and I, it just and it it really hurt to be like in the moment knowing like i'm telling my daughter like this information that i gained from this man and he's no longer here and it just it hurt you know what i mean like that, that i was like oh i'm like now in the moment that i'm telling her i'm literally grieving his loss and saying and repeating what the shit that he would tell me right so it was it was beautiful but it was it was like bittersweet right or yeah or is that sweet bitter? Either way, it was <laughs> <laughs> it was like that. But it's just, it just shows to go you like the what you think when you first start to connect with others, um, or before you even do. Um, it's just none of that's just real. Like the the brain is not uh, uh, brain is not trustworthy in what it thinks and what it does, and you know, uh, and most of the time it needs um, somebody to bounce these you know wicked ideas off of. So. Yeah, and I I feel like it's important to note just kind of what you're saying. There is that ripple effect of like, you know, when when I was actively drinking, I thought um, all the time I was like, well, alcohol doesn't affect anyone but me. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. it like who gives a shit if I drink because it doesn't affect you. Like you're not mm-hmm. the one putting it in your body. But the truth is like whether you're drinking or you're, you know, filling yourself up with recovery, it, it bleeds into everything in your life. You know, your relationships, your, um, yeah, like your circumstances, like everything is touched by, uh, your behavior and your uh, mindset. And, 
um, your actions. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it is important to know that it, while it's hard to see in the beginning, like when you're selfish. Really hard to see in the beginning. <laughs> really, really selfish. I mean, I'm still selfish, but like yeah. even more so then, like I had zero uh, idea of how I was affecting other people um, and, and my own circumstances until I started getting sober and things started improving in multiple areas of my life, not just my health. All right, Chelsea, just because it's in the, oh, first of all, let's, um, let's do that commercial. Ready? In the realm of the burntoutcollective.com, a powerful message is woven into every fabric, navigating the complexities of life. The burntoutcollective.com beckons, inviting all to embark on a voyage of reclamation, defying odds, reshaping destinies, all within an unmistakable style, because within the Burnt Out Collective, the garments aren't just worn, they're symbols of strength. Join this odyssey today at theburntoutcollective.com. Okay, so lastly, we're going to say on September 18th, uh, there is the member that says, uh, post something on your social media that shows gratitude. So rather than posting for you and I, um, how about... um, how about uh, some gratitude today? Like, what is the what is one thing you're grateful for today? I'm grateful that I have the podcast. To be honest, because I I feel like uh, I've said it before. I feel like you know I really would have struggled, um, you know, since the pandemic started with my sobriety if I didn't have this one outlet to go to, you know, um, even lately I haven't gone to a meeting since Christmas. Um, but wow. this has really been, uh, like my, what is, this it's is fucking September. Just, Oh, I know. I know. I'm Get terrible. to a fucking meeting or you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, things change as you like go along, yeah. but this is like yeah. the one thing I can count on once a week that I'm doing for my recovery and it keeps me grounded, keeps me level headed. And, um, I feel like, you know, who am I to fucking like, you know, tell people my story and like expect to, mm-hmm. you know, it mm-hmm. to affect them. But I do the same thing uh, all the time. I think <laughs> it's more it's more selfish because it's helping me stay sober, you know, talking it through with another alcoholic um, who and, and in the process, you know, sharing my experience, strength and hope in the hopes that, you know, someone else gets a benefit out of it. But if nothing else I did. So yeah. what about yeah. you? What are you, what are you grateful for? I guess it would be relating to the podcast as we were sitting here talking. Um, it was, uh, I was grateful cause it, people say, you know, I'm Carl, but grateful alcoholic, right? Uh, fucking I, which I can't stand. I can't stand it. I still, I always have issues. I with hate it. that shit. <laughs> I see too. It's like, I'm grateful. I have cancer. It's like, fuck you. Um, yeah, I, but I am grateful that I, um, let me just say in the in the most weirdest ways like i'm grateful that i found drugs and alcohol i'm so grateful that i found it because it's like i would have been dead by now i would you know because i couldn't the that last day because i was sitting there thinking about that's what i was going to do like if i if i you know i'm crying out to god because i want to kill myself and because i don't have a gun and because i cannot stand the pain of living i really can't um and I, i really more than anything i can't stand the pain of living sober like I fucking can't do that. Like, I mean, on my own, I can't do that, right? But I didn't know. I didn't know that. Like, I had to reach out. So I'm grateful that I found drugs and alcohol because it really helped me to get from, you know, from 12 years old to 42 years old without blowing my fucking brains out or running my car into a freeway pylon. Because I literally just that's that's what I was on board to do, right? Um, and so. Uh, so I'm grateful for all that. And, and, and it, you know, I even like, I think I even wrote in my book. I'm not even, I think I did actually. Um, oh shit. Here. You, yeah, I did write it. So I wrote it. Uh, so the book that, you know, cause I sat there after I had done it. Um, I, I don't know what I was listening to at the time. I said, uh, I would never have written this book had it not been for the hard times. Right. So that's the thing is that if, when you have nothing to compare it to, like everything, you know, like, like this, right. You're doing this book, you know, on the, on the other side of all these writings are the, are, are is the pain, right? So anytime you see something very positive, like there's a reason why, because I experienced the very negative, 
right? So, and that's the same thing with the alcohol and the drugs. I'm really glad that I experienced those things. I'm really glad, again, on top of that, that I found a place that, uh, and people that would help me to recover from the fucking, all the bullshit, right? Um, for all the damage that was done and for all the bullshit, I, I'm grateful that other people who made it out like me and you on this podcast, <laughs> like turn around and tell others like, Hey, that's not the way. Right. So yeah, it's like, it's funny. Like when you sit there and say like, um, like I think totally think the same way, uh, you know, oh, who am I to sit here on a fucking podcast and say this shit? Like I didn't fucking crawl in a cardboard box either. Right. You know? Um, um, but the thing is like, if we don't do this, then, then who, right. And, yeah. and why not us? Right. I mm-hmm. mean, just why not? I mean, it's just, yeah. We fucking we lived our pain. We could fuck. We have the opportunity to to turn around and tell others. That's mm-hmm. all there is to it. So so who am I? Well, I'm, I'm fucking Carl, and you're Chelsea. That's, <laughs> that's <laughs> your DJ shits himself, and I'm <laughs> Dog. <laughs> uh, DJ shits himself. Um, all right. So uh, so that's it. That's all we got. That's is there anything more that you'd like to share to the kind um, ex party people? I think we covered it. Awesome. We covered it because it was so unsightly. All right, yo. <laughs> uh, enjoy yourself. Stop shitting yourself. Aaron, stop whacking it. And uh, <laughs> what do you tell the, the kind people, Chelsea? Deuces. And I say stay active, stay sober. See ya. <laughs> Soberpod.com. 366 fucking days sober. Yeah, it was a sight to see them yeah. Breakfast was Sprite and Seagrams oh. Wrestling with my vices Exercising my demons uh. My blessings were blocked So I never got the message I'm stressing I'm only 12 steps from an exit Damn. Regret it Because my imperfections were perfected I ain't run from it I accept it and rep it It's a badge to me Good stories come from a tragedy And when you survive The glory will come in Act 3, three. The wait's over 366 fucking days sober Morning affirmations That can start the day for you Use my favorite bookmark for a placeholder finish when the day's over okay okay yeah sober pod keep it authentic no facades if it's real then you know it's ours welcome